This is Chaz Woodson, and you're listening to the Going Offsides Podcast. We're on break. We are, man. We are. It's wild. It's wild. This is the first break in a really long time. I won't have to make recruiting phone calls. I won't have to worry about um, grades. I won't have to worry about anything like that. So it is, I, I am, I am going to Don't have to worry about kids holiday. coming back. Yeah. I don't have to make those <laughs> phone calls and be like, Hey, you coming back for the spring semester? Ah, uh, no, we're good. We're good. I am, That's I awesome. am, I am rocking and rolling, man. And I got to imagine that you're, you're feeling pretty good yourself. Oh, I hit submit grades and uh, I had a kid email me asking why they had a B. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have nine missing assignments. You're lucky to have a B. What, yeah, do, you think, exactly what right. do you think is happening? And exactly they were like, right. they were very polite about it. They're like, oh, okay. Have a great Christmas. I was like, all right, you too. I'm yeah. glad you figured that out. That's but awesome. yeah, I don't know what kids do kids these days. But anyway, so let's let's continue going uh, off of what we started with last week. So the PLL, we, we've got some, as the days go on, we've got a little bit more info here and there. And I read an article yesterday with some with an administrator within Boston, aka Cannons LC, and they mentioned that uh, they're going to be keeping that that headquarters open for the for the near future. And he said specifically that who knows if that's going to be the case long term, but in the short term, until till some things get figured out. Uh, there's still going to be an office in Quincy. So that leads me to a whole slew of other questions. We've talked about this before. The touring model, it existed for a couple of reasons. One, to experiment in markets. Two, to move the game around. And three, you already had a city-based team in in a lot of the bigger markets. So why try to compete in those markets? So now with the MLL becoming the, you know, a part of the PLL, the PLL has the ability in the future when they're ready to move to a city-based model. So I think this is me speculating now. I think that we could see this kind of hybrid model where we maybe have the original six teams from the PLL remain without a city. And then maybe we add six of the MLL teams, the, the last six or whoever, whichever six they feel like are going to be branded the best with the best cities. So we'll add in a Denver, a Boston, a Long Island. We'll add those teams back in, and those teams will have a, a game every year in their city. But at the same time, any player from any team can travel to like one of those those cities, like Boston. Let's say you, you play for the Archers, but you live in Boston. You can go to the Boston facility and train, do your thing, get fixed up, whatever you need to do. And it's kind of like every every city that has a lacrosse team, like a, a steady home based lacrosse team. We'll have a facility there that every PLL athlete can use. Maybe it's to shoot footage. Maybe it's to shoot training drills. Maybe it's to get um, rehab. Maybe it's to whatever. Maybe it's just to shoot around. But it, it's just, I think that'd be a really interesting model to go off of moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that might be something. I, I mean, listen, if, if you and I are talking about it right now, I have to think that, you know, that's an idea that's probably been thrown around by the people at the PLL. I mean, those guys are, you know, really, really smart and they, they're, they're brilliant minds for all this stuff. But um, I, I, 
I think uh, you're, you're correct in a lot of things. I think from, you know, from the standpoint of is them keeping that uh, Boston office open for an extended period of time, I think it really gives them an advantage from the PLL standpoint because now they have offices on both the East and West Coast. Um, I think, you know, with the majority of those players still living predominantly on the East Coast, um, you know, and I'm, I'm just generalizing it, you know, not that every, you know, everybody's pretty spread out, but um, there's a large amount of players that are still living in uh, living on the East Coast, you know, it, that kind of gives them an East Coast office where they can kind of do things, you know, during regular operating hours on the East Coast. So, um, you know, I think that's smart. And, and also, too, it's in a big market. You know, we know the mm-hmm. Boston market is a, is a big market and um, frequently traveled to it's, um, you know, and there's a lot of history there. So I think, um, you know, from their standpoint, it's smart because it's keeping a lot of the, you know, a lot of the things, the positives that we talked about last episode, you know, it's kind of keeping that going. So I I think that's really smart, you know, moving forward. um, You know, just me personally, I really like the touring model, but I would like to see them maybe step away from that. Um, You know, I, 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 I even, I think we talked about it off air a little bit, you know, kind of, you know, maybe doing like those pod cities things where it's Mm -hmm. like, maybe it's not a touring model, but like, maybe you have like those six cities where like, it's going to rotate among those six cities, maybe twice a summer or something like that. I I don't know. Um, And and do some things like that. I think there's a a lot of options that that they're going to have. And um, I think this is probably, like you said, the first step towards maybe you're going to see some of these uh, teams, you know, maybe some of them, if not all of them kind of planting roots in specific mm-hmm. markets. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I think it's, a, I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and even more so I'm excited to see them kind of the cannons from that standpoint, you know, keeping their roots because I know that was a, a, a franchise that was deeply rooted in the community. There's a lot of great things going on there. And I think that, you know, if that stays open and they're kind of keeping some of those, you know, some of the, um, some of the, those things together, you know, maybe this is the first step where you're seeing a guy like uh, coach quirk staying there. Yeah, I think, too, what it does is, you know, people looked at it from the merger standpoint and said, well, it's not really a merger, right? What the, What is the MLL really bringing to the table? And so, yeah, they obviously took the cannons and kind of morphed them into the PLL model. But that's the short-term view of it. The long-term view is that the MLL has established markets in these cities, and they have fans in those cities already. Mm-hmm. So eventually when they add those teams back in and they maybe say like, let's say team number eight, right? Or we already have team eight. Let's say team number nine and 10 are Denver and Long Island, okay? Or New York Lizards. Okay, great. So we add those back in as city-based teams. We have Denver. Everybody in Denver is an Outlaws fan. We have Long Island, everybody, or New York, everybody's a Lizards fan. Great. And then we play a game in Denver. We play a game in Boston because it's still going to be a Boston team. We play a game in New York. And then the other six weeks or whatever that they choose are played at wherever they want, like a touring model. So eventually Mm -hmm. I see a a 12 to to 14 team league where half of the teams maybe are a city-based team and the other half are kind of like free agent teams. Yeah. Where like, if you're an Archers fan, it doesn't matter where you live, but at the same time, like if you're in Denver, you're probably an Outlaws fan. Mm-hmm. And so that way, again, we have like these seven teams that have a home game every year. And then we have these seven teams that are always on the road, but I don't think that really matters. Cause you know, 
you're probably going to play in Denver every year, no matter what you're probably going to play in Boston every year, no matter what. Yep. And then, like I said, just having more resources for the league to become more legitimate for the players on an everyday basis by having like these hubs around the city, yeah. like we, uh, the, the country, like we talked about. So, and it like, it, it allows the players to kind of be unified in the sense that they all have a place to go. It's, you know, it's no different than like, um, you know, obviously it's not going to be as structured as the NFL, the NHL, the NBA at some point, maybe hopefully it gets to that point. And I know that's the goal, but it, you know, when you're talking about those professional leagues, you know, each one of those teams has a training center that mm-hmm. those players go to on a daily basis. That's where they get treatment. That's where they lift weights. That's where they do their practicing and all things like that. Now, you know, maybe it's not to that scale, but you know, maybe every franchise does have, you know, basically a hub center mm-hmm. um, or in those specific markets where all the players, you know, if you live in that market, that's where you go to train. It's almost like, um, you know, and, you know, like a New York sports club, but just for PLL players. Well, like, think about so it. Too, they're already doing this. The players yeah. are already doing this from, mm-hmm. from multiple teams. Like you look at the guys that live in Utah. So you've got a bunch of guys that play for the archers that work at Utah. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Kyle Hartzell living out there at least, I don't know, part-time. I, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I know he's out there. You think those guys aren't working together, even though they're yeah. he's on the Atlas, they're already doing this, but now giving them a place to go and meet. So like if I live in New York city and I work there, which I got to imagine, especially with the MLL guys coming on board, there's quite a few guys living in New York city or nearby within an hour well, that could benefit from one place well, to go instead of meeting up at random parks. Yeah. And random well, that's colleges. what Mitch, that's what Mitch Belisle and those guys used to do. Um, you know, when, when Mitch is working for trilogy and playing for the cannons and doing all that stuff, he would have all of those guys that lived in New York city. Like they would meet and train together before they went to work. So, um, it makes sense and it would probably save those guys a lot of money because they would, you know, if it's a, if it's a service, that's just one of the perks of being a a PLL athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, it it makes things a little bit different for those guys. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit easier, right? Yeah. And they could even, if they're really thinking about this, you know, we have a lot of these facilities, whether it be high school or college facilities all over the country, Mm -hmm. partnership programs, right? So like if I'm on Long Island, I go to one of the many D2, D1 schools out there, even D3. And I say, Hey, listen, we need this, you know, we're going to run out this facility from you these hours of the week, you know, when it's available, maybe the height, maybe one of the private high schools too, we're going to rent this time when you're not using it. And that's just for our guys to show up whenever they want and just use it how they wish. And I, it just legitimizes the whole thing, right? They, they just need resources. And it's hard right now. If you're not living in Southern California at the near the PLL office, you have to either make a trip out there or you got to find some kind of alternative plan to, mm-hmm. to make stuff happen. So maybe it starts with two hubs, maybe just Boston and, and Southern California, and maybe it expands, you know, down the East coast a little bit into New York and Baltimore. But I think that's a direction that they might go. Um, you know, the more and more we talk about this stuff, I, I like, you know, my excitement's kind of building. Cause I feel like this is just another step towards, you know, creating, and I don't want to say that it wasn't legitimate before this, but like you're talking about a legitimate, a legitimate full-time league. Mm-hmm. All right. Like these things where they have some full-time amenities where, um, you know, they have the ability to keep their game sharp. I mean, um, you know, it, it's just exciting. I, I think there's a lot of things. And I think too, you're going to see some stuff that maybe they're doing in the NLL um, transition over to the PLL. And what I mean by that is like the infrastructure, like, you know, talking about the specific rules. Like I know, um, we were talking about it this past week, like with the NLL teams, like they can only have one practice per week 
um, and a shoot around. That's it. Now, I don't know if there's any rules like that in place in the MLL or the PLL, but um, that creates just, it just creates a level playing field. But I think that, you know, I'm jumping off on a lot of different things, but I think like you're going to start to see, you know, a lot of things change. It's a, it's a really exciting time. Like now that we're past like the initial, I don't want to say shock and awe of the merger. Um, now you're starting to see like some of those finer details possibly coming out. And like, uh, it's just going to be an exciting few months. I mean, now that, you know, and we're talking about stuff that we're going to be looking forward to, you know, we're coming to the end of 2020. God knows we all want to get out of 2020 because of what 2020 looked like for most of us. Um, but it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of 2020 endings, so first of all, we'd like to thank everybody that's listened to a single minute of, of any of our episodes. We really appreciate it. We're we're currently, this is episode 31 that we're recording and going into today, we're, we're only a thousand or so listens short of 25,000. So hopefully we get there by the end of the new year. That'd be great. But if not, you know, it is what it is. We're just doing this for fun. But uh, we really do appreciate that's That's a hell of a lot more than we thought we were going to get when we started this well yeah what started as an idea during covid um kind of blossomed into this i mean nick you know you you were a big proponent for this and you're doing a lot of pushing behind the scenes to make this great and i can't thank you enough for um everything that you're doing and us and you know having me be a part of it it's been it's been a tremendous thing i mean this started out as just two friends kind of you know that just had an idea of turning our like daily phone calls into something that we recorded and, and look at where we are. I mean, um, you know, it's exciting. We've come a long way in such a short time. We're excited for the the new year. We can't be um, more gracious and more humble, more humbled and, and, and more thankful for all the people that have paid attention to us and, and listened to us and all the people that have come on and spoken to us. Um, it's been an amazing, amazing run so far. I'm looking forward to the future. And, you know, if there's one thing I can promise you all is that, you know, when it comes to the sport of lacrosse, nothing's off limits for us. Um, if you're doing something that, you know, we don't like, you're going to get called out for it. Um, so, um, you know, me, I'm not, I'm not too shy to state my opinions and state how I feel about them. So just expect more of that in the future. And, you know, we got some really good stuff planned and um, Nick is, is cranking everything out behind the scenes. So he's, you know, just, you know, keep, keep listening and we'll keep putting out good stuff for you guys. Yeah. So that speaking of that, we, we have a very special episode coming up uh, that's going to be released on New Year's Day with uh, with chaos midfielder Mark Lassini, who is also a peak performance coach. So He's got some really great insights, not only lacrosse related, but into basically making 2021 a year that you will not forget and that you actually achieve everything that you want to. So mm -hmm. that's a, a very different, but very practical episode that I think all of you will appreciate, especially given Mark's background mm -hmm. with lacrosse. Um, and and I, I took a lot away from that myself. I actually talking to Mark about being one of his clients, which is a really cool prospect to begin with. So, and just to piggyback what you're saying, Nick, I mean, it, um, you know, as things have changed over the last few years, we know that the mental aspect of sports has become even more of a, more of a hot topic and, and more of a, a thing that people pay attention to. Um, you know, he dives into that. So if you're a fan of like John Gordon, if you're a fan of um, Darren Donnelly, Malcolm, um, any, Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell, any of those guys, like, you know, um, you know, it, it, this is one of those ones that you're going to want to listen to because there are a lot of great things that you can take away from it. Stuff that will help you, you know, not just on the field, um, but in the classroom, in all facets of your life, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it was a really great, um, 
it was a really great conversation um, and something that, you know, um, for somebody who really pays attention to that stuff, um, I'll take a lot out of it. And, and I know Nick will as well. So it's definitely worth a listen. Absolutely. Before we get uh, to next week, we do have a special guest today from FlexForce, and we're going to go ahead and talk with him right now. So, well, I mean, let's just get started. So what kind of, uh, what's your background with lacrosse? My background, you know, I first picked up a lacrosse stick um, at the young age of four years old, I believe I was. You know, I grew up um, watching my older cousin, who's about 10 years older than I am. He always played the cross. So whenever we got together, you know, family parties, whatever, mm. we always found ourselves in the backyard, you know, playing catch, ripping some shots, whatever we could do to get, you know, a little cross stick in our hand. That's kind of how I started. Um, we always had our local summer camp, um, which was always, you know, the spot to be. Everyone was there. Mm-hmm. We had grades K through 12 all running around on multiple fields, you know, playing sharks and minnows, the older mm-hmm. guys getting after the younger guys. Um, we were all just getting after it. And, you know, I quickly fell in love with the game of lacrosse. So that's awesome. Yeah. So like at that young age, we really didn't have positions mm-hmm. as we were all kind of just running around, you know, learning the fundamentals of the game. Um, but I actually loved the goalie position, which was, it's really weird. And, you know, some people they're like, why would you want to stand in the net and get mm-hmm. packed all game? But you know, the thrill of it, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. So like, you know, I remember going to um, Hobart lacrosse camp, actually, and I was suited up as goalie, and I loved it. You know, the adrenaline of, you know, sitting in between the pipes and stopping that shot. It's a big reward that you get as a goalie. And i just like to give a shout-out to all the goalies out there that continue, <laughs> you know, stand in between those pipes. Not everyone wants to do it, obviously. There's one on the field. Right. Uh, but it's it's awesome. Um, and, you know, in college, too, when we would suit up and play, like, our north-south games, um, which was usually, like, upstate versus downstate, Long Island um, mm-hmm. versus upstate, you know, I always hopped in that. Um, but, you know, back to reality, um, my, my main position was attack. Uh, okay. The thrill of scoring a goal or making, like, a nasty feed to your teammate to finish mm-hmm. it off, get yourself an apple. Uh, you know, that was the best feeling I had for myself personally um, during lacrosse. And you got to put the points up on the board. So, you know, I played I played attack through high school, mm-hmm. um, which led me to Oswego State, uh, D3 State College here in New mm-hmm. York. Um, unfortunately, you know, I only played two years there um, until I felt like it was time to kind of hang up the cleats, unfortunately. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> went on to focus more on my studies, you know, mm-hmm. social life. I also grabbed an internship at Fastenal to get some extra money in my pockets, mm-hmm. which actually got my feet wet um, in sales, which kind of what I'm doing today. Um, and, you know, I, I really don't like to regret anything, um, but I do and did at the time really miss playing the game of lacrosse. But it is what it is. Yeah. Can't play forever. Exactly. I wish you could. It's not like golf, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Circumstances kind of choose when you, uh, when you end your career, but, uh, so obviously you have experience as a player and then your family business is in plastics, right? Correct. So what kind of led you to create, you know, the flex force product? So the flex force, you know, I was fresh out of college. Um, I went, I was underway at Bomir here, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm still at today. 
and an opportunity came up to, you know, get back involved in the game of lacrosse. Um, so I was all in. You know, one day I randomly get a call from my old varsity lac lacrosse coach. I'm like, hmm, why is he calling me? And, you know, he asked if I'd be interested in, um, you know, maybe a position uh, for a coaching job at the JV level for our team. And no brainer. I was mm -hmm. all in. Um, I began coaching mainly the offense along with some Fogos, which is actually where the idea of FlexForce came about. Um, you know, so every day I would go down to the field early with the Fogos and get some reps in before the rest of the team would come down. And at the time I was working with four Fogos mm -hmm. um, each and every day. And this one kid stick was always too pinched. <laughs> uh, literally. I mean, I'm, that's a problem everyone faces in the right. at one point or another. So, you know, he would go down, clamp the ball and release it and it would always get stuck in the back. So it was really aggravating for him. And also, you know, me, I'm trying to teach the kid as mm -hmm. best as I can, but it's just not working out. Um, and this was definitely not the first time I experienced this problem, as I'm sure you know, too, like ball will get someone stuck in someone's stick, you know, on the face off facts or maybe going for a ground ball or whatever. Um, so, you know, I knew it was a problem and not just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. So um, day after day, you know, I temporarily fixed this problem by just letting that kid use my stick. Um, and it solved that problem for the day, but I knew there had to be, you know, a better solution um, and a more permanent solution. Um, so, you know, there's old tricks to fixing this problem. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, softball, softball ba you know, bake the stick for a little bit. I, I, I did it. All. I was a Fogo too in high school. So oh, I, 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 yeah, I tried everything, you know, softball yeah, was the, the main ball. one, a little yeah, bit of heat. Yeah. Heat it up and it, it'll, the plastic will move, you know, mm -hmm. the softball, hockey puck, tuna can, I've heard them all. It's, yeah. it's insane. People get creative, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to use one of those tricks at the time. I, you know, I'm underway. At Beaumere, I kind of got my mind going, innovative thinking. And um, I wanted a lacrosse-oriented product, a more effective product to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of when I started having some thoughts go through my head. Uh, it was, I think it was April 4th, 2019. And, uh, you know, I really didn't sleep at night at all. I just kept going. I'm like, how am I going to fix this problem? How am I going to fix this problem? And, you know, I came into work the next day and I started designing a lacrosse head in CAD, which is computer aided design mm -hmm. where you can pretty much turn an idea to a 3D product or part. Um, you know, so I started designing the lacrosse head to all man or lacrosse head manufacturer specs so I could kind of design a universal head. Mm -hmm. And then once I had that head designed, I was like, all right, I have the lacrosse head drawn up. Now let's design a lacrosse oriented device that can slide into the throat of the head and completely unpinch any lacrosse head, any right. lacrosse head at all. So, you know, through multiple prototypes, I would say probably about 10 to 12 uh, different prototype stages. Um, luckily enough, I have a 3D printer actually right in my office. So, you know, I could draw something up, program it to the printer and, you know, have a part within a couple hours um, to try out. So, you know, that's how I finally came up with the FlexForce that we have today. Um, you know, and throughout the prototyping stage, I was bringing um, all the prototypes to practice, to have multiple kids try it out with different heads, you know, sending them all over to different players, you know, test out and get their feedback. And it was, it was a really cool and fun process for me as, 
I can I imagine. Kind of, I kind of like dreamed of running into a problem at some point in my life and coming up with a solution uh, that really no one has ever done or seen before. And here I was doing it. Um, so the intended audience for your product, obviously any lacrosse player, but specifically, is it a lot of, you know, face-off guys, obviously with, with, they, they experience a little bit more warping than others, but I'm sure all heads over time with ground balls and, and other things like that start to pinch. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, um, like you just said, it comes off as like a FOGO oriented product, but yeah, it definitely is. It's designed by the players, you know, for the players. Um, I've, I've sent it out to many different um, players, you know, attackmen, midfielders, defensive men. And I mean, except for goalies, it's, it's for a lacrosse player. It is for yeah. every single lacrosse player. You know, you're in the backyard playing around, you're putting pressure on the stick. Mm-hmm. in one way or another you know scooping a ground ball playing defense whatever you're doing and there's always pressure being applied to the lacrosse stick so yeah, yeah and I remember from my playing days and and as a coach too every time I put that you know at some point I got a big old bag like the deep space bag from warrior or whatever and I would shove all my sticks into the pocket and then whenever I'd take it back out I'd be like man these things are kind of trashed like they're all together so i got to imagine putting a flex force in before you put it away would would definitely reduce that and yeah i can't having something as simple as this just to put it in after practice or in between you know it's so much easier than putting a softball in or you know going home and trying to unscrew my head put it in the oven for a little bit or boil it or whatever it it just seems like such a no-brainer so that being said what kind of uh what kind of feedback have you gotten from from people in the industry from players you know if there's anyone specific that that's a big fan or that uses it uh you know just just talk about that for a second yeah so i mean i've gotten feedback from players you know from the youngest of you know sixth grade all the way to big mll pll players um and really the overall feedback is completely positive. Like mm-hmm. no one's ever seen a product like this, a complete oriented lacrosse product. You're not using a softball, which is from another sport. Mm-hmm. This is lacrosse. And, you know, I've received all really great feedback and, um, you know, it, it serves the purpose. When you're done playing lacrosse, you've easily throw in a flex force, you leave your stick, you come back, it's completely legal and ready to go. Um, so, you know, that's the positive and people love, you know, I have the customizing, um, ability. So, you know, I can customize a player's number, um, you know, team logo, Mm -hmm. favorite color, whatever. Um, and we're also working on some, um, maybe some laser engraving into Mm -hmm. the flex force, which could really be another customization, uh, feature to the flex force. But the, the one thing that, you know, I've heard, um, from people, you know, feedback wise uh, that you could maybe take as a negative is you know it might it might pop out of the head if Mm -hmm. you leave it there and you don't really kind of get used to it for a second Um, you know because every single different every every head is completely different and you know they all might be a little more pinched than the other so obviously you're trying to force something into a pinched lacrosse head it's going to take some you know maneuvering a little wiggle Mm -hmm. uh, to get it stuck in there but I've, I've, I'm not lying. I've proto or throughout the prototyping stage. And even with, you know, the, the, the flex force that it is today, I have personally put it in multiple, multiple different heads, multiple mm-hmm. different manufacturers 
And I have always came up with a way, you know, to get that flex force to stay in that head and serve the purpose that it's supposed to. Awesome. I, I just think, you know, for anybody that's listening, this product's around 20 bucks. So it's such a simple and I guess relatively inexpensive fix for, for a big problem. Like these are hundreds, these heads are hundreds of dollars. So a simple $20 product to, to save your head and, and make it usable because I know, you know, my, my head's become way too warped way before that, that sidewall snaps. So yeah. like, this okay. is a, such an easy thing to, to do for, for like $20. It's a great stocking stuffer, even though, you know, it might be a little bit late notice, but you can get these definitely before, you know, before the end of the year or at least before the next season. So if someone's interested in getting a flex force, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they're, a, they're available on uh, flexforce.com. F-L-E-X-Force.com. Um, also available on laxallstars.com and lax.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can always email me at info at flexforce.com or, you know, give me a call. Somehow get in touch with me. I will, I'll make it happen for you. But definitely, um, I would, I would recommend reaching out to either flexforce.com or laxallstars. Uh, we definitely have some good good bundles coming up or good deals and um, actually knew about last week on laxallstars.com. They got some good pricing for some bundles, which is great for, you know, teams, um, some friends getting together and want to save some money. There's Mm -hmm. your chance. So definitely. Awesome. Tom, well, thank you so much. I look forward to getting a flex force for myself and for, for my team and I wish you the best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem.